You are listening to Bicycle Retail Radio, brought to you by the National Bicycle Dealers Association. Hello, everyone. My name is Brandy Leepak, and I'm the president of the National Bicycle Dealer Association. And I am a retailer from the Phoenix metro area. We have five locations throughout the valley. And I'm here today with Tim Crone, the owner of Pedal in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Uh, hi, yeah, I'm Tim Crone. Pedal is in the uh, metropolitan area of Kalamazoo, Michigan. We have two stores on the vast plain, and away we go. How many years have you been in business? Just over nine. How many employees do you have? I did payroll this morning. I have, uh, I have 22 <laughs> employees. Wow. So how are you doing? How's everything going in Kalamazoo? <laughs> you know, it's going so fast, you almost can't think about it too much. It's really weird. We got the shelter-in-place thing. I shouldn't say thing. The shelter-in-place executive order from our governor Monday. Bike shops were not excluded from that. So we're closed, which is a little bit weird. And we're going to stay closed until April 14th, as it sits right now. So what does that mean, closed? Like you absolutely cannot do any business or can you have, you know, one employee doing bike builds, a mechanic getting caught up on repairs, or is it just absolutely no business? <laughs> We're trying to figure out how we can accommodate both the letter and the spirit of the law. And I think the spirit is all about human contact, right? That's the thing. So if your bike is in the shop, we would like to repair it and get it back to you. If you special ordered a bike, we would like to build that and get it to you. Our showrooms are absolutely not open. Our doors are locked. There are signs on the door. So that's it. I went out and I delivered some bikes this morning. I went out in the van and I, you know, set the bikes in the driveway and called the person. And, you know, we might have shouted at each other across the yard. And that was that. But yeah, that's that's what business looks like right now. Have you seen a big increase in online orders? No, uh, no, I haven't. I like to preface every time I'm doing something that somebody else is going to listen to. In no way would I suggest that I'm an average bike shop or even that I know what I'm doing. But, you know, we're all doing something and maybe we can figure it out if we share our experiences. We have always looked at online, you know, we've got a full featured smart detailing site. We've always looked at that as an extension of our brick and mortar store. You know, so if you're up at two in the morning, you might think, wow, I wonder what pedal has in stock. Well, you can figure that out with our website. We don't really push e-commerce. That might not be smart, but that's the way we've been doing it. Right. So with all of your staff, since you're closed, have you had to do layoffs? Are you letting people go? How are you handling the staffing issues? Oh, boy. Yeah, I really wrestled with that one. I sent everybody home, but a few key people who are doing the chores that I outlined earlier, and I'm going to pay them what they would normally make through the 13th. At that time, we're going to have to rethink it. This might speak to my level of preparedness when this happened. If I had been able to perhaps help my employees navigate this a little bit better, I might not have done what I did. But I just felt like that was one that was going to calm them down, right? Two, I felt pretty good doing it. I mean, it felt right. And three, they're not going to go get another job right now. 
So I think it seemed like a winning idea at the time. You know, and that's something, you know, one of the benefits of the MBDA to do a shameless plug of why everyone should be a member is, you know, we can kind of think through these things together. That way we're not having, you know, knee jerk reactions or, you know, I know when we go to work every day and we're looking at our employees, you know, and there are a lot of demands and you're not really sure how to navigate everything that Trump is coming out with, your state, HR issues, the paranoia and the fear it's hard to have that 30,000 foot view, right? Yeah. And know that you're yeah, doing the right thing. It's the first time. It's the first time any of us have been through this. Yeah. You know, it's just to throw a little anecdote in here. You know, I was wrestling with this. I kind of got my managers together and I said, look, this is what I think I'm going to do. And we have enough cash to do this. I just want you to, uh, you know, I'd like some feedback on it. And everybody said, well, you know, that sounds pretty good. So then later that evening, I'm talking with a friend of mine who's got shops and not quite the same circumstance, but similar. And he said, well, you know, he's a very blunt, beautiful person. He said, you know, I don't think you should have done that. I think you should have done this, 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 and this. And, <laughs> you know, and I appreciate that. That's good. That's good. That's another experience. I have filed that for if this gets worse or longer or anything like that. Now I've got you know, I've got a friend who has some experience that I can use now, a friend that I met through the NBDA, by the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's hard because everything's moving so quickly. And, you know, every day I wake up, like the, for like the first 10 minutes I'm awake, I forget that this is going on, right? And then I <laughs> go out to my living room and I watch the news, like, what are we dealing with today? You know, what happened right. while I was sleeping? And it's so hard, you know, to hit that pause button and take time and really think about the decisions we need to make because it's just moving so rapidly. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a real balance to be able to think about what you're going to need to do in a few months and balance that against what you need to do right now you know, that may have a big impact on how you set up that action months from now. I'm not sure if that makes great sense, but thinking about what you're going to do today and thinking about how that's going to affect and what you're going to want to do in a few months, you know, that takes a lot of brain cycles. Well, and honestly, and the people who, you know, have closed down already, we haven't reached that pinnacle, you know, the peak yet, right, is what I'm kind of hearing. So, you know, if you close down last week, you know, how long are you going to have to stay closed? And do you have the cash flow to catch up, you know, later in the year? What does this look like? Yeah, it's just a lot of very difficult questions right now. So while your employees are home and you're mm -hmm. so generously paying them, are you <laughs> encouraging any work from home activities, you know, updating on training? What are you having them do so, while homework? So I'm not really, uh, I know everybody's a little freaked out, right? So some people are actually very worried about getting sick, and I think that's fair. Some are worried about the societal burden of this. I think that's fair. So, you know, we stay pretty up with training, and so I don't think I have much to ask there, to be honest. So I got this idea for my wife, right? So this is not mine. But I contacted our community foundation, which is kind of a warehouse for charitable giving, and then also funding of various charities in town. 
And I got a list of organizations that need volunteers right now. And I forwarded that list to my employees. And, you know, just basically said, if you need something to do because you're used to doing something, you might consider calling these guys and see if they need some help. So that's a really great idea. That's what's happening today. Well, I wish yeah. it was mine, but credit where credit's due. <laughs> yes, yes. Have you reached out to your landlords at all and started conversations with them about <laughs> yikes, right? <laughs> well, no, no, it's funny, okay, because I'm my landlord in one store and I don't have a whole lot to give. And then my wife is my landlord at the other store and she has assured me that I'm at rock bottom already. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so were that not the case though, that is totally a conversation that I would be having. I think when you think about the fact that the rents that are propping up most retail these days are restaurant rents, right? And those guys are not looking good. I would think that any property owner who's thinking clearly is going to want to keep a tenant in place. So I would think at a minimum, you should be talking about rent deferral. I think you might even ask for rent forgiveness. But I do think people should be talking to their landlord for sure. I mean, I'm fortunate that I don't, I don't necessarily have to do that. But yes, that is a conversation that should probably be happening right now for most people. Yeah, I wonder if our retailers are having any luck getting, you know, deferrals because I worry about it just piling up, like everything piling up after this. Yeah, I think forgiveness is a much stronger ask. I think if you're going to ask for a deferral, I mean, so I think when you're negotiating these things, and this is just me, right? I think you should go in with a plan. You shouldn't go in with an ask. You should go in. If you have an ask, you need to ask the whole thing. I want you to forgive my rent for this period of time. I want you to defer my rent, and I will make it up over the course of the next X amount of months. You know, something like that. Like, don't just have a problem. Have an answer for it. I think right, that helps right. move the conversation along quite a lot. Right. So... On that same line of questions, have you reached out to your suppliers? And if you have, how are those conversations going? So I'm in a kind of a lucky spot. I own a good percentage of my inventory. So that's not a big panic right now for me. So I'm not having those conversations, thankfully. The conversation I'm wondering is somebody who owns uh, a lot of his inventory is when my bills come due, how many, I hate, should I be asking for a discount? If I'm ready to pay for this, should I, should you knock something off the top? Because I think a lot of people aren't able to pay right now, or at least having the, the conversation about not paying. Well, you know, cash in hand makes you king, right? <laughs> While it lasts. So why not, <laughs> why not ask, you know, what do you have to lose? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, you can ask, they can say no, but you can ask. And if you come with, Hey, this works out for you. It works out for me. I've got the cash, you know, right. I mean, I think it's worth putting it out there. Right. How can it hurt if you're being nice about it, which I think is possible. And honestly, from what I've heard and what I've been told is now is the time to ask. Don't wait. 
don't wait. Yeah, if it looks like you're going to need help. I mean, so one thing I would say, so I, you know, I'm not serving customers right now. I'm doing a lot of stuff, but it's not on the floor. So I've spent some time. I mean, what does it cost me in cash to run my business every month? That's a pretty easy number to find, right? At the bottom of your P&L, just divide that sucker by 12. So that's the max that it costs. You know, I've gone and called some, you know, this is when I start advertising a lot. And I called some people that, that we have some big contracts with. And I was like, stop, you know, we shouldn't be advertising, right? That's not helpful. <laughs> people come to the door and we're not here. So I think looking at what your monthly bills are and, and what's, you know, what's a variable cost, what's a fixed cost, trying to figure all that out and reduce what you can. Right. So that brings me to customer facing communication. Mm-hmm. How are you communicating to your customers during this time? You know, what do those messages look like? You know, how are you keeping them engaged with your business? Well, man, we're going to go on and on with this one. So I try not to over communicate with our clientele. I try to only share things that I think are interesting. And usually I try to pile up three or four things and send them at once. So I've sent out an email that said, we have to close because of this. It's all over our webpage. It's on our social media. So that's out there. And the way I try to do it is just like, look, this is the deal. This is the deal. The governor said, do this. We're doing it. We want to flatten the curve as much as the next guy. We don't like it. We don't like being closed. We would much rather be open. We would actually prefer to be, you know, talking to people in the store, but we can't. So we're going to do this. And when we're done, we're going to, we're going to get back to business. Your NBDA membership helps support Bicycle Retail Radio. Go to nbda.com to join or renew your membership today. Are you worried about recapturing the same level of business once you reopen? Do you think that your customers are going to flock to you or, you know, is it, how long are you closed for? What's the mandate? So the mandate right now, I've got a little less than three weeks to go. I've got two and a half weeks to go. And I'm super worried about that. Like right now for one of a hundred days in Kalamazoo, the sun is shining. It's going to be 55 degrees. A lot of people have been sent home from their jobs, and I guarantee they're thinking about riding their bike and maybe how they'd like a new one or new pedals or something like that. I'm super nervous about them buying that stuff online and having their shopping patterns disrupted. I'm very concerned about us winning that back, especially in the short term. So yeah, it's something that I've tried to communicate to our government thus far unsuccessfully, but it's you don't want the cure to be worse than the disease. And I'm not saying that bike shops closed are the worst things in the world, but with brick and mortar retail already kind of having a rough go at it, this certainly doesn't help. No, it definitely does not. So when you're able to open your doors again, do you think that this is going to continue this limited number of people in the store all of the cleaning protocols. I mean, I guess none of us really know, is this virus just going to die and disappear? Or is it something that's going to linger and pop back up? You know, I mean, what do you see? How do you feel your shop is going to look, you know, a month, a couple weeks after you're open? 
again. So, you know, as soon as I can, we're going to get everybody in here. What I think may happen for us because of our seasonality, I'm super worried that our service department is going to get flooded and we are going to have a very dissatisfied clientele after that. That's going to pour some salt on the wound. Sales, I think we're, you know, we're pretty ready to go. If people want to come in and, and talk about it and get it done and all that, I think we're in good shape. I think over time we can win people back, but I think it's, you know, it's not going to be two weeks. It's going to take a while. One of the things I've been really thinking about is, you know, as a bike shop, we've worked so hard for so many years to build that community. You know, right. join us, we're a community. And now we're told our community can't gather. Is there anything <laughs> that you think retailers can do to try to, you know, keep that community going? So we're trying a couple of things. You know, we're doing some stuff on Strava. We're going to have some challenges and stuff like that. We have rides on Zwift during the week. We sponsor four of those things. I just crack up because kind of our little tagline lately has been come ride with us. And it's like, well, come, yeah, that doesn't really work because we need to ride separately. <laughs> right. But yeah, yeah, that whole community thing is tough without human contact. Yeah, yeah. And so I think it kind of takes me into like my next question of, you know, how long does it take to form a habit? You know, what do they say? Do something consistently for 28 days. And you, right. I think that that's what it is. And, you know, and you think like with you being closed, you know, are we teaching our customers new habits? Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. That's exactly and so right. It brings and me then, to, yeah. Your earlier topic of, you know, are we training our customers to buy online? Are we training our customers how to circumvent us? You know, do you think retails change forever now? That's a great question. Gosh, and I just don't know. But one of the things that I think, right, is, you know, I sell bicycles and everything. You know, we all do. We're in the people business, right? And a thing that I have heard over and over is that people miss us. And I think Hopefully, it takes more than two and a half weeks for that feeling to go away. But I think even though we're handing online a lot of business right now, I think people still want to come in and talk to a person and look them in the eye and get some help and guidance. And I Man, I feel like that's going to have value post-coronavirus. I'm kind of betting the ranch on it, but we'll see. You know, I've been trapped in my house now for a week and a half. And just like everyone else, quarantined, staying at home. And I'm itching. I'm itching to, I just want to get out. I just want to go to a restaurant again. I want to be around people again. But it's not something that's going to happen suddenly, right? It's going to be like, this easing into it. And I just, I wonder, I really wonder how that's going to look for our group rides because so much of what we do is building that community and what retailers can do. How can we 
you know, bring back those friendships and that sense of community in this new world that we're living in. It's, we've got a work cut out for us for sure. Oh goodness. Yes. So let's talk about employees. Give us some good advice about how you're communicating with your employees during this time. You know, email has always been our method of communication. We have, you know, I've got one email address I can send everything to and it gets to these guys. So that's how I like to do it. It might be obvious in the course of this podcast that I can't say it in just two or three words. It takes me a while and email is a nice forum for that. <laughs> I try to, yeah. you know, I try to bold the important parts for the, for the people who just can't bear it. But yeah, email communication is works best for me. You know, one of the things that I'm really concerned about in our business is how are we going to be able to retain this staff? I mean, we have so much invested in them, you know, training, time. They know our business. They know us. They know our mission. They know our vision. You know, they know who we are. They know our customer base. Are you afraid right. of losing that? Well, if it, yeah, I mean, if it goes on, yes. You know, and this comes back to the planning thing. And I confess, I haven't done this yet, but in the next week or so, I mean, I'm, I would be stupid if I didn't make a list of absolutely critical, next critical, not as critical. If we've got to go through and start laying people off and start conserving cash, got to do it. I don't really like to think about my people <laughs> as far as my, my, my coworkers as uh, where they sit in some ordinal list, but I think that's going to be important. And yes, they are. Even the gal that I hired a week ago, right? She's already done some training. She's already met some clients. She already knows how to use the cash register. You know, that has non-zero value. She's in the payroll system. Man, I'd like her to stay because I don't want to go through all that stuff again. Oh, I mean, definitely in our business, you know, I've had employees who have been with us, you know, I think our longest employees 12 years now, and they definitely have very specific tasks and roles and, you know, within our shop that we've depended on them to do those jobs and to like all of a sudden, you know, have the workforce shift to something else and you lose those key people. It's just so scary to think about, you know, what that looks like retraining everyone and that reinvestment. Oh, yeah. And yeah. So, I mean, we got to do what we can do to keep them. So how are you helping right. your staff handle the stress of all of this? I'm a pretty positive person. Pedal is a pretty positive place. And I just kind of, I'm trying to keep going with that. I forward news articles that I read, hopefully that have some positive content, some good stuff, stuff they can do while we're down. We all like riding bikes. I wish we could ride them together right now. That'd be fun. But right. yeah, I try to stay positive. You know, getting in your pity party doesn't help anybody. So how are you taking care of yourself right now? You, uh, the leader, I'm, the man me, in charge, the, the grand yeah. poobah. <laughs> how are you i mean what does this look like a bubble bath eye mask i bought a bike to commute to work on that kind of sounds sad but i did and that's fun that's been interesting 
you know, I like to be active and I found I get pretty grouchy if I'm not. And uh, I got kind of wound up there for a couple of days and got a little grouchy and started working out, riding my bike a little bit more. And that helped a lot. Yeah. It's so important, I find, during this time that, you know, retailers are taking that time, all of us, you know, to just breathe and just understand that we're all going through the same thing. We're all in this together and just try to find solitude. I mean, just even, like you said, going for a bike ride. I've taken my kids out on a bike ride around the neighborhood. You know, we try to do it once a day. And just that simple act of like a normal activity during this time. It's good for you. It's good for them. It's good for everyone. Yes, it absolutely is. Which <laughs> Just to circle back around, which makes this whole bike shop being closed thing even weirder. Mm -hmm. It is a nice meditative thing to do when you're stressed out about the world. Yikes. So many of us find our peace of mind on a bike, right? You know, when you need solitude, when you need interaction with other humans, when you just, you know, there's that point when you're working out where the endorphins kick in and it's like all of your anxiety just washes away, you know, and yeah, you know, yeah. So wrapping this up, what do you think the future looks like? How can we end this so we're not like depressing our entire audience? <laughs> You know, I mean, I, I, for me personally, I feel like we're going to move through this pretty quickly. And I mean, I know there's going to be long-term effects, but I just, I feel like, you know, Q1 for us in Arizona was really strong. I mean, we started the year coming out swinging, you know, that mm -hmm. didn't happen, you know, Yes, e-bike sales helped with that, but we weren't just selling e-bikes. I feel like people want to ride their bikes. They want to get out. They want to exercise. You know, I don't think that this is just going to go away. So I'm hoping we end the year strong. What do you think? Yes. So I think a couple of things about this. One thing, I have this beautiful friend who swam for a big Division One school. And she told me that every scholarship, every varsity athlete, was required to take a psychology class. And the focus of the class was on identifying things that stress you out that you can change, that you're responsible for, and things that you can't change, external forces, and letting go of those external forces. I think if you're spending time worried about what the coronavirus is gonna do, that's unproductive, right? If instead you're talking to your landlord about your rent situation, that's a little bit more productive. If you're mm -hmm. talking with your suppliers, that's a little bit more productive. If you're putting together a cash flow analysis with kind of some worst case scenario stuff in there, that's a little bit productive. You can control that stuff. You can't control, I hate to say what the government does, but kind of. So I think if you can focus on what you can do and control and how you can react and think about what's going to be required of you in the next couple of weeks, I think that'll, that'll make your footing a little bit more firm. Well, and all of that, what I'm hearing too, is knowledge is power. You know, know your business, know what's going on. Yes, absolutely. Right. 
I mean, maybe we have some retailers listening to this who really don't have a great grasp on their P&L or how to do cash flow management or to really be able to predict. I mean, you've been in our profitability project groups for how many years now? Gosh, six, six, seven years, something like that. A while. A long time. And so you've been looking at analyzing, you can predict your business. I mean, what can we tell retailers who, you know, maybe don't have that great grasp, who haven't been studying and planning and really have a great understanding of their business right now? So, you know, to some extent, you have it, right? You've got your P&L. I think most retailers have a point of sale system. Between those two things, the answers are in there, right? It's just a matter of pulling it out. And, you know, what stuff like the P2 program does is helps you develop systems to acquire and accumulate that data effectively. But mm -hmm. it's there. And there are people who can help you if you need it. That's the thing. If you know what you're after, that's a whole lot better than not even knowing what you're after, right? That's kind of not a great place. Yeah. And, you know, if we had to suggest to a person who is like maybe sitting in their car listening to us and they're like, I need help, who would you suggest they call? I mean, I know we have Dave DeKaiser who does consultations through the MBDA, mm -hmm, through right. P2 Consult. I know Mike Barnage mm -hmm. at QBP. I mean, I hate to offer his services, but, you know, QBP has always mm -hmm. been really great. Todd Cravens. Who mm -hmm. else? I mean, Smart who, who so, you know, so other retailers? reach out to other retailers other retailers sure 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 i yeah. think most people would help i will help i don't know if mine is the help that you want but i could i think there's a program i believe it's called score which can get you hooked up with a retired business person typically an executive who can help with that kind of stuff i have a couple of friends who have had fantastic experiences with that program so SCORE, I believe it is, S-C-O-R-E. Yes, I've heard of that. And then also yesterday I was researching the SBA loans, the Small Business Administration loans mm -hmm. that they're giving now. And I saw something too there that there is a number that you can call to get advice. So basically ending this, you know, wrapping it up, there are people available. Reach out to the MBDA. We can always try to connect you with another retailer you know, if you need somebody to talk to, don't feel like you're alone because you're not, you know, we're all going right. through this and you have, and there's so many people. I mean, that's the thing I love about the MBDA is the fact that there's so many people willing to help you, commiserate with you, advise you yes. and lead you out of this. So, you know, don't think that you're in this fight alone because you're not. Right. Yes. So no, Tim, you, you don't have to be alone. I think we can wrap this up now. What do you think? Do we cover everything I, important? <laughs> I hope so. That'd be, that'd be great. That'd be great. Do we solve all the problems? Oh, gosh. I think what a lot of us hope for is a good night's sleep and then uh, to do it again tomorrow. <laughs> I, think yeah. if, I think if we can get there, that's a pretty good start. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. And it's always a pleasure to talk to you and stay safe, my friend. You too. We'll talk to you soon. This has been Bicycle Retail Radio by the National Bicycle Dealers Association. For more information on membership and member benefits, join us 
at nbda.com. Mm-hmm.